Chapter 27 of Verses Popular and Humorous by Henry Lawson. This is a LibriVox recording in the public domain. Read for LibriVox.org by Arrowhead Aussie. Anthony Villa, subtitle A Ballad of Ninety Three. Over there, above the jetty, stands the mansion of the Vardens, with a tennis ground and terrace, and a flagstaff in the gardens. They are gentlemen and ladies, they've been toffs for generations, but old Varden's been unlucky lost a lot in speculations. Troubles gathered fast upon him when the mining bubble busted, then the bank suspended payment, where his little all he trusted, and the butcher and the baker sent their bills in when they read it. Even John, the chow that served him, has refused to give him credit. And the daughters of the Vardens, they are beautiful as graces, but the balconies deserted, and they rarely show their faces, and the swells of their acquaintance never seem to venture near them, and the bailiff says they seldom have a cup of tea to cheer them. They were butterflies. I always was a common caterpillar. But I'm sorry for the ladies over there in Tony Villa. Shut up there in Tony Villa, with the bailiff and their trouble, and the dried-up reservoir where my tears were seen to bubble. Mrs. Rooney thinks it's nothing when she sends a brat to borrow, just a pinch of tea and sugar, till the grocer comes tomorrow. But it's different with the Vardens. They would starve to death as soon as knuckle down you know they weren't raised exactly like the roonies there is gossip in the boxes and the drawing-rooms and gardens have you heard of varden's failure have you heard about the vardens and no doubt each tony mother on the point across the waters might glad about the downfall of the rival of her daughters though the poets and the writers say that man to man's inhuman i'm inclined to think it's nothing to what woman is to woman more especially the ladies save perhaps a fellow's mother and I think that men are better. They are kinder to each other. There's a youngster by the jetty gathering cinders from the ashes. He was known as Master Varden, ere the great financial crashes. And his manner shows the difference, twixt the nursery and the gutter. But I've seen him at the grocer's buying half a pound of butter. And his mother fights her trouble in the house across the water. She is just as proud as Varden, though she was a cocky's daughter. And at times I think I see her with the flickering firelight aura, sitting pale and straight and quiet, gazing vacantly before her. There's a slight and girlish figure, Varden's younger daughter, Nettie, on the terrace after sunset when the boat is near the jetty. She is good and pure and pretty, and her rivals don't deny it, though they say that Nettie Varden takes in sewing on the quiet. How her sister graced the circle, all unconscious of her lover, in the seedy god who watched her from the gallery above her. Shade of poverty was on him, and the light of wealth upon her, but perhaps he loved her better than the swells attending on her. There's a white man's heart in Varden, spite of all the blue blood in him. There are working men who wouldn't stand and hear a word agin him. But his name was never printed by the side of his donations, save on hearts that have, in this world, very humble circulations. He was never stiff or hoggish, he was affable and jolly, and he'd always say good morning to the deckhand on the polly. He would barrack with the newsboys on the quay across the ferry, and he'd very often tip him coming home a trifle merry. But his chin is getting higher, and his features daily harden. He will not give up possession. There's a lot of fight in Varden. And the way he steps the gangway, oh, you couldn't but admire it. Just as proud as ever hero walked the plank aboard a pirate. He will think about the hardships that his girls were never used to, and it might be mighty heavy on the thoroughbred old rooster. But he'll never strike his colours, and I tell a lying tale if. 
Varden's pride don't kill him sooner than the bankers or the bailiff. You remember when we often had to go without our dinners, in the days when pride and hunger fought a finish out within us, and how pride would come up groggy, hunger whooping loud and louder, and the swells are proud as we are. They are just as proud and prouder. Yes, the toffs have grit in spite of all our sneering and our scorning. What's the crowd? What's that? God help us. Varden shot himself this morning. There'll be gossip in the circle, in the drawing-rooms and gardens. But I'm sorry for the family. Yes, I'm sorry for the Vardens. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.